Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Oh, bring me out. Can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. Honey, you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do we just own? Go to school, boys. Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of The Nuclear Fridge. As always, I'm your host, Matt Paget. And today I'm joined by two of my best friends in the whole world. Jacob Decker. Hello. And Stuart Gears. I heard it this time. Yeah, I didn't go as hard on the Gears part. You didn't. You didn't. I listened to a podcast with Stuart in it recently. You did. A three-hour podcast. (laughs) And now I know... Why Stuart hasn't been asking for extra time on the podcast because he's getting it elsewhere. Damn, I feel like I've been cheated on. What do you mean cheated on? I was, uh, you know what? It's podcast adultery. Jay Jay likes to talk deep about movies like I do. And, you know, when I'm on here, we like wrap it up quick. I'm not cheating. I just, you know, if anything, it's an outlet so that you guys don't have to hear me ramble. It's a good point. Mm. And this yeah. was also from October? Uh, no, it was December. Was it December? Oh, yeah, for a year of horror. That's yeah. right. It was we December. should shout out the episode we're talking about is the best of 2022 episode of The Daily Horror Habit, hosted by Jay Krieger. He's, uh, he's, he's the a man. good friend of the podcast. Yeah. Badass name, too. Yeah. Yes, it is. Badass name. Almost, but- almost Krieger, which would have been funny because... You know, he likes horror movies so much. I don't get it. Explain it to me. <laughs> well, so Kruger is a scary sounding name. Uh, as uh, horror movies okay, are okay. scary movies. Uh, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. There are no famous horror characters with the name Kruger. There aren't. And there never will be. But, um, well, uh, well I'm, I'm, thank you for listening, Matt. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> I always enjoy because I was telling I was telling Jake like how fucking wild is it that Stewart is doing a three hour podcast and you didn't even know what a podcast was a few short years ago. This is true. This is true. I <laughs> I was just a wee confused. Well, I'm still confused a lot of the time with a lot of things, but you know what? Here we are. <laughs> I remember ninety six episodes this podcast. Down. You were like. Why would I? Why would anyone want to listen to me? Why am I on this? I mean, I still kind of hold that same <laughs> view. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like most people. Do I, honest, I don't know. Basically, everything I've, all the quote-unquote content I've created is, is, since I've been making content, ugh, uh, I always ask myself, why would anyone watch this shit? And uh, you know, I still don't have an answer to that. So I know how you feel. Ah, but I mean, but I mean, you're a legit. I feel like people like respect you as for everything you've done with game reviews and all that. I mean, I I I feel like you're no, being harsh pe- on people yourself. People don't respect people don't respect games journalists. Stuart Matt knows. Correct, but you're a, but we you do no other respect. things. But it's it's not just that though. You you 
friggin' do some great work with the video, and I mean, it's not like that's all you do, and you're a, you're a you're a cool dude. People only respect video producers when they threaten to leave. <laughs> Am leave, I wrong? Leave to where? Well, just leave. <laughs> when they're when they're like, hey, I, I might stop for a bit. Then that's when the the respect comes in. But you're I, a I, damn I good journalist. <laughs> Ah, well, whatever. But, uh, yeah, no. no, Yeah, we're 96 episodes in. Almost to 100. Almost to the end. Almost. Yeah, we better write this movie soon. We only got a couple episodes left. Yeah, well, because we're fil- for everyone listening, we're recording this early this week. Um, so I'm not even ready for what we said we do. I'm not either. Oh, I've got some ideas. Oh, cool. hell yeah. Well, okay. I know he said... Uh, oh, it's the fake out. He doesn't have any ideas. Or no, we could ideas. do it. Do you I guys have... want to do a three-hour podcast? No, I'm good. Uh-huh. All right, let's do it. I didn't think a lot about who the character is, uh, but I did... I've been thinking about Matt's idea about how we play with the sleep paralysis thing, and it turns out that, you know, the the, the apartment building, they're running tests on him, so there are people there watching him. But the thing that I was missing as I was thinking of this is like, why, why are they watching him? Because he's, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I figured that's what we could try to get to the bottom of. Like, I mean, we could go with like the simple sort of uh, he's being tested because he has sleep paralysis or something. Or I don't know. He his his mind can like when he's sleeping, create portals to other dimensions and summon in demons or some shit or or it could be something i don't know i don't know but i think we should probably nail that down like because i like the premise of that like someone is studying him or people are studying or watching him i i I would i would say monitoring just so we can like yeah just so we so it doesn't have to be they're studying him for a reason but for or but like and then monitor monitoring also just mean could mean study as well but I think just not to cut off our ideas. Why, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, I. But what I'm saying is that um, instead of saying studying, let's say monitoring, so okay. that just, just so that like we don't cut off our imagination from sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Maybe he's maybe he's on watch because. Um, so I gotta say something. I keep getting text messages all day, and I just had turned my phone off because I got another one from this random woman who messaged me today and was like, hey, Linda, how's it going? And I said, oh, wrong number. And now they're like, oh, thank you so much for being a kind friend and <laughs> telling me I had the wrong number. We need more people like you. And it's like, oh, my God. We should meet texting up. Me. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Texas, Texas area code. Um, but hey, what I was saying was that um, because it's it's not even it's not even like saying they're watching him because fuck what i'm trying to say this without sounding absolutely fucking stupid they could like we could come up with an idea where they are studying him for a reason but i also i i was just suggesting we think of it as monitoring just so that we don't cut off like other reasons they're like observing him sure sure what about as a, a i didn't necessarily mean studying him like you know like uh, you know, people with clipboards monitor, like watching him that way. I was just, I don't know. That, that kind of got my brain going. 
maybe maybe he's the last man on earth and but then who, it's the like people women, monitoring women's him or like oh the literal last man he doesn't know Stuart <laughs> Stuart's like well then who's studying him I thought I'm, I, I was I I jumped to like fucking like old school, to being the only like person. Being the only person. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It, it sounded to me it sounded <laughs> like you didn't think women could be scientists. Well, <laughs> a week after International hey, Women's hey, Day, it, Stuart, for shame. Hey, it's Women's Month, okay? Women. Oh, and is women it a can month be now? scientists, okay? Oh, I don't know. I agree. It could be a month. I have, sure. Um. But I mean, I'm I'm gonna just brainstorm. Maybe he's the last about, man on earth. What about real I'm quick? Write that down. What about? Well, let me finish my idea. Okay. He's the last man on earth, and they're studying him. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're not studying him, but they're uh, every time he goes to sleep, they paralyze him so they can extract his semen. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so, Stuart. What do you got? Okay, but I am writing down last man Honestly, on earth. Honestly, Jake. The idea I was gonna throw out was not much better. And it was kind of more joking. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say it's like a fetish for them and they're all just watching this guy and getting off on it. You I know? mean, that is one route we could go down with. Demented They get demented off on Truman show. Like the yeah, like they get off on slowly making this guy go insane. Not like yeah, sitting there or like watching him and like like you know, like going to town i'm just saying like they they enjoy it they're into it they yeah, were like watching this man's sanity slowly leave him i think the, i think uh i think we go with the last man on earth and they're harvesting his sperm i don't know how i feel no, about that i don't think so all right i think hmm demented truman show i wrote down I, I, but I don't know why they would do that to one man. <laughs> but, but then, like, but that was what I was gonna say. It's like, well, if they're extracting like the semen from this one guy, uh, that's gonna no, be no, something. No, we're not moving on from the semen. <laughs> that's gonna be the one. You know, there's gonna be some well, heavy incest. Then there. The, the one constant between all these ideas is that his sperm his, is being harvested. His, his sperm is being harvested. Uh, this man is being assaulted. Um, okay, I was thinking maybe uh, this man like put himself in a program of some sort that uh, no, I, okay, so I was thinking like maybe this person has a lot of money or something like that and he wants to live a normal life or or maybe someone wants to give him a normal life. So basically they pay for like a very normal experience, like a whole, uh, uh, like this guy's famous. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. That's why I was sitting here thinking of this, and I was like, well, "We probably need to figure this out." Yeah, it's 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 a good brainstorming session. Exactly. Um, what if um, he uh, trying to think of like. So when I was a kid, one of the first like movie ideas, I wrote this down as like not even like script, not nothing. Like it was literally like these are ideas I have and this is now my movie script when it was just a list of ideas where like um a man and his brother, little brother, like kid brother, um go on vacation to uh, Africa and a 
alligator attacks the little brother and uh basically i'll move forward he, the brother survives but then they go to this like place and then they kind of live out their life there but then it turns out that he was actually like th this is such a stupid teenager idea for a movie but at the end of the movie you like find out that he's just been in a virtual reality headset and the world has ended around him and he's just like reliving parts of his life mm -hmm. while the world around him has just been i don't know nuke to oblivion um so what do you guys think of him being the last man on earth and them harvesting his sperm I don't like that. <laughs> I still don't like that. All right. But wh what do you guys think of a um maybe so I was I was actually replaying Prey recently, which I was thinking of Prey when we were talking about this. Yeah, which isn't similar in the way that well, it's similar in that their apartment is a fake and the world outside them is a fake. You yeah. skipped eat. And they're actually Wait, what? You skipped eat. You skipped eat? Yeah. What's that? Eat the semen? No, you do eat, and then you play pray, and then love. What? Oh, I see what you did. All right. Hey. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I know it was an awful um, joke, but, you know, we keep going back to the semen thing, so I figured why I kept, not throw I, in an I kept awful thinking joke? you were saying you do eat. And then you fucking oh, well, play the, Prey. And I'm like, why would I do Ecstasy? Have you ever played Prey anyway, on Ecstasy? Anyway. Um, so I was thinking, like, what if... I mean, this is... I'm all. I'm just brainstorming here. Okay. Um, but, like, what if his outside world isn't real either? So I know we wanted to, like, keep it all confined to his apartment. Um, and maybe there are, like voicemails or people calling him to like show us that's an outside world but what if the outside world is um isn't there anymore like in prey you're in space like the whole time mm -hmm. you went into a helicopter it's a simulator but like what if the outside world is uninhabitable and um like you said this man's being studied because well i mean yeah. Okay. Well, th I, th that's kind of where I was trying to head to, I guess, with with my <laughs> mangled mess of an idea I mentioned earlier. But I was thinking, like, because I was thinking of prey also, and I like the idea of maybe the world being had fallen apart or whatever. But what if like this person's the son of some rich family or something like that, and he doesn't know that the world's ended because, or or you know, the world as we know it has ended. Obviously, there's still people around, and maybe there's cannibalism and all this shit but there's still a there's enough of a, a civilization to have a power structure there where there's some people who are super wealthy and well off and others who aren't and they've basically been able to pay for their son to have like a normal life but that normal life is fake and he doesn't know it um and that's i like that like where he's okay you're you it's your first day in your apartment building his more or less his his neighbors are are, are real people, but they're being paid or something. And uh, he's being monitored because they're trying to make sure that he has like the perfect life, but he's not supposed to know that he's having the perfect life. So maybe at night they're checking his blood temperature, making sure he gets like his blood pressure, making sure he gets the right, the right food during the day, you know, but like 
you know, he'll get his groceries delivered or something like that. Um, but like, it turns out this person has sleep paralysis and that's kind of fucking with this sort of veil that's going on. And that like, he's been seeing them in his apartment at night, you know, like he's been seeing like things in the morning have been kind of messed up a little and he doesn't really know what's causing it. And, you know, throughout the movie, we kind of start to understand that like his, his world has been created by someone else. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the rich dad. I mean, we kind of touched on it before, but like maybe it is, uh, you know, I don't know, some other race or something like that, that that's trying to like preserve a human or something. I don't know. Um, so would his life, would it be revealed that his life has always been this? I mean, I don't know if his life would always be in that apartment necessarily, but his life would always sort of be fake. Have been manufactured. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I like that. Ever since he was, you know, like his parent, like he grew up in like some community and then he hit an age. His parents are like trying to give him the traditional life. So they're like, okay. And you got to go out and live on your own. And they like kind of manufacture, you know, where he's living, who's going to be there. Um, the more I talk about it, though, the more absurd it kind of sounds. I like it. Um, I think like. It's like a Black Mirror. Episode. The reason. Yeah, it kind of does seem like a Black Mirror episode. It It's giving me um, severance vibes because not. I mean, obviously very different than severance, but like I feel like. Severance has that, like, really, like, I guess, new, weird, very barren, very uncomfortable in the familiar atmosphere. Yeah. When they're in the offices. Um, and I, I feel like that would be, like, really good for, um, you know, like, the apartment. Um, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how much we'd want to reveal in the story. Um, obviously, there is some revelation in the story because that's kind of what the story is. Um, but why would the parents do this? Is it because the like the the world is just like fucked beyond belief? Maybe not ended, but it's like not a safe place anymore. And they're like, you know what? We're rich. Let's make our kid feel like their life is normal. Um, what do you think in terms of that? Yeah. I mean, I think the parents might complicate it more. Like maybe, uh, maybe he was rich and this is something he like consented to. And because the world's so shitty, you know, if you've got enough money, you can basically pay to get your mind wiped and then put into like relocated into these areas that, um, kind of simulate, you know, a, a, a functional society so so they think that um, i i like i actually liked your idea about the parents i think that is like i think someone putting them there might work better because i think he'd be more likable if someone put him there as opposed to he put himself there because if he put himself there then it's like i don't know yeah. it seems kind of kind of selfish i guess like to to remove yourself purposely from like a fucked up world just because you've got money I, I actually like that idea. I know that you've said it like that. <laughs> um, but like, I think the parent idea is stronger because if he starts figuring out that 
Like, oh, this, what's going on here? Oh, there are people watching me? Why wouldn't they just come in, wipe his brain again, and then the movie starts over? You yeah, know what that, I mean? That, that's true. So, uh, but I mean, that's how it could end. Yeah, that is true. Uh, like a, like, um, like a Shutter Island ending. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, that could just happen throughout it. Maybe he gets his head wiped, but maybe, like, he's been keeping notes or something that oh i like that that he's able to find like and and maybe they're not able they, like he memento basically finds or... a way, yeah i guess memento is where he's got notes that he's able to only he's able to follow i don't know why he'd be the only one to follow them but yeah um kind of reminds me of like uh truman show where he starts like doing specific things to throw off the people watching him yeah um and uh oh, what was i gonna say now um oh man i totally fucking forgot what i was gonna mention about the idea um i love the idea of him uh i mean i guess we can we can determine what way we want to go by the end of the day just based on how we all feel on, on this vibe check but like i love the idea of a guy like being angry at the person that put him in a situation and then by the end of the movie, he finds out he sucks and he put himself in this situation. Um, I guess that goes on with like the, uh, it's kind of like the, <laughs> it's actually kind of exactly like the severance reveal at the end of season one. Um, when, when Spoiler. a character finds out that, well, I mean, what the hell we're talking about building stories. Right. Um, where a character finds out that they are, actually the one who's basically in charge of the whole thing and they put themselves in there um i thought that was fucking cool and i guess that's kind of similar to what we're talking about but yeah i guess the more we talk about it the more it does seem very similar to severance which wasn't my initial you know intention yeah. but i i feel like because we're talking about this specific part i mean there are so many genre movies that are basically about like who did this to me oh i did this to me um so maybe not go that route because of that but I, like the core of the movie the sleep paralysis stuff the 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 driving force is is i don't think um similar to to anything like prey or severance in terms of like the driving force of i need to get down to the bottom of this because i think in my bouts of sleep paralysis, people are breaking into my house or doing shit to me. Sure. That's um, a good point. So I think it's a good foundation. Absolutely. Stuart, got any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He likes it. <laughs> <laughs> All the notes that I was that or? I was doing originally for it, I was going that succubus route. The succubus route. Oh, that that original that original yeah. idea I had. Yeah. I mean, how would you how would you see that? Like, how would um, that work? I mean, it, I mean, like, I feel like it, it. Like, which is maybe the reason like that was moved on from is just like, I mean, if you do go like a supernatural route like that, like it's kind of going to be a bit more straightforward. I, ignore me. I like your guy's idea. No we want to hear this is why you're on this podcast we want to hear what you have <laughs> in your head well no i mean i was just like like 
I don't have anything like concrete with how it would be like. And everyone, like everyone listening to this podcast end. is angry now because they they just want to hear your idea. No, and you're, and you're no, depriving them. I swear to God, people well, are going to be like, just say it. Now we, okay, now we're I, I, curious. I'm saying it. I'm just saying I didn't have like a beginning, middle, and end. I just I do. I was going with the route of a guy who's like randomly starts having the bouts of sleep paralysis and then starts seeing like whatever you want to call it entity or demon and then kind of go the route of is it actually there or is it just his sleep paralysis really fucking with him and then slowly reveal things like i think jake and i jake and i talked about it before with like little things changing but i mean obviously in a very different context with like the environment that to make him further question whether anything was even actually changed and he wasn't paying attention or if something was fucking around with his like house or wherever. Um, I mean, that's kind of like, just like the basis of it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. That's what I was like. I, I I'm saying it. I, I like your guys route. It's cool. Um, I mean, I, I, so the thing is expanding I, with that, with the succubus thing, which is why I'm saying like, I think you guys went in a good direction with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the succubus idea was from a long time ago, right? Like one of my yeah. super early iterations. Because I, I do kind of like um, the succubus route only because I feel like it would be fun to make like a succubus character really scary. Because I feel like, you know, the succubus doesn't never look scary anymore. <laughs> like they always just yeah. look, you know, kind of absurd. Sexy. But, but I think like if we went that route, you wouldn't even say what it was. It would just be like a a a creepy entity that's kind of messing with him um and and i think you can use a lot of similar ideas if that's the case i mean like maybe i mean i I don't want to get into aliens or demons or anything like that i don't get too far there but what if like you know this it's like a sort of an ant farm situation where uh this guy is being held captive by some sort of otherworldly spirit, demon, alien, whatever it might be. And he's too little to understand what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, during sleep paralysis, he's able to kind of get glimpses of what's going on. And that demon haunting him, like, you know, maybe has similar sort of like uh, features of, of, of a demon or a succubus, Uh, but it's not really overtly said throughout the story it's just kind of him trying to figure out what it is yeah so speaking on that ant farm idea real quick what if he's the queen and they're like taking care of him and he's like what but but his whole perspective is that something is fucking coming into my house and fucking things up and doing weird shit that makes me nervous what the fuck but he's actually like he's not necessarily held captive in the in the sense that we originally thought of like a secret mm-hmm. organization watching him but he's actually the the queen like he he's the one that they are like serving i i'd be weird about the like them serving him sort of thing that seems a little weird um but maybe like he is sort of a guest of honor more or less like not like a we pray to this guy because he's the coolest, you know, he, he's the only man left, but maybe more like this guy's weird 
you know, and we should probably study him or keep him around, I guess. Back to studying. He uh, He's the only man and we must harvest his sperm. Yeah, see, <laughs> we're back at that again. That is the, yeah. We'll backpedal today. Couple routes. Go, I, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a different routes, routes to we go. could take. So, what would this guy's journey be? I mean, based on, I think, based on the ideas we're coming up with, it, it's very much like this dude just living his life, as far as he's concerned, living a normal life, but he has suffered with bouts of sleep paralysis possibly his whole life, or maybe, maybe not. Um, whether it's actually sleep paralysis or something that's being caused, um, he eventually starts realizing that, oh, things are happening during my sleep paralysis or um, this isn't, this, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. And he slowly starts discovering what's going on. Uh, and then I guess that's like going from there. It, that's what I've got anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get like, I don't want to blend too many ideas into it, but what if, uh, Matt, what if he's always had sleep paralysis, uh, and he's trying to figure out a way to fix it or, or, or find a way to get rid of it. And, uh, he's joined some weird experimental tests and no, this is getting way out of hand, but he joined some like experimental tests and it turns out that these tests, they're trying to like, uh, actually like bait out the demon from his sleep paralysis like it turns out the demons in people's sleep paralysis are actually real but there's no there's like a i don't know a a a, a uh spiritual, spiritual thing blocking them from it and like some some group who said they're gonna fix sleep paralysis has found a way to like remove that protection and and basically the things he's seeing is a a sleep paralysis demon that is like pushing its way through to his world each night. But then that kind of defeats the purpose of him not really knowing what's going on. Oh, you know, like, you know what? What if, what if, um, so he is put into this facility or whatever, for whatever reason, if he's lived there his whole life, if he hasn't, because he is like a Damien from the Omen type figure where, <laughs> For whatever reason, like you said, his sleep paralysis, there's actually a fucking demon that can enter the world and this demon's trying to enter the world through him. And that's why this organization is uh, specifically interested in this I guy. I kind of like that. Do you and, think, so, so do you think he... Do you think he'd know that this is the case or do you think maybe he would be like kept there against his will or something? Like he wouldn't really know what's what's happening. I, yeah, uh, maybe it's maybe it was something that just like his whole life has been a lie. Like he he has been watched his whole life. Um, it could be someone like that he just, works with that's been like monitoring him in that way. Well, it's just more that like he his his whole apartment building is like like his whole life is is a fabrication. Maybe where like he went to school, but it was always like. It was never, it, it was, it was never him actually leaving the building. Um, like, 
I think of like uh, Half Life, where it's like Black yeah. Mesa, where it's like those those trains that take you from one area to the other. It's like maybe he was just like, all right, get in the subway, and then they took him to another area of the facility. I kind of um, like that, and then we kind of like join him. The beginning of the movie would be sort of uh, him in this apartment, you know, like maybe maybe there's like things in his apartment that kind of show his old life, his old fake life as a kid. But like, yeah, yeah, may, maybe like uh, when he was a kid, or or his mom, his mom had something, some shit. I don't know. But when he was really young, they realized what he was capable of doing, so they locked him into this facility and basically created a fake life because they don't want him to realize what he can do because or he did they don't want him to realize he's actually locked up because if he does then that might piss him off and get like the, the i don't know but but yeah, yeah. I, I i think i think that might be a pretty cool route and then you can kind of account for the fact that like there are people there watching him sometimes subtly sometimes not so subtly like uh well, I, I guess it would always have to be subtly, you know, but like what Stu was saying, maybe like his coworkers, you know, he goes to work and it turns out his coworkers are watching him specifically monitoring him. But you don't think that, you know, his neighbor or whatever, like who somehow always catches him as he gets home and, you know, uh, is always like checking him there as well. You know, like that, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking like maybe this is all the way because maybe, I mean, he's like, oh, sleep paralysis, whatever. It's it's uh, it's not a, it, it's something that happens. Like, kind of playing with the real world idea of what a sleep paralysis demon is. So this guy's just like, um, in my in my idea, it's very much like, um, like the it follows demon, where if. It's like people in it's it's like when when you watch a horror movie and then you go, um, oh, now I'm afraid to uh, have a I'm, I'm afraid when my baby cries because there was a baby crying in this in in mm -hmm. um, in Pet Cemetery or whatever. Yeah. Um, in this world, sleep paralysis demons don't exist in the way they exist in our world. They just exist in this person's head as a way to explain the actual demon that's like visiting him and being like, Hey, let me into your world. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, that, that was like off topic, but like, or not off topic, but it was, it was kind of like, um, maybe an explanation for him to be like, Oh, it's normal. It happens to everyone it happens to everyone who has sleep paralysis. And that's yeah. what the org tells him, um, through, you know, whatever, whatever, devices they want to um g deliver information to him through um i love that idea i think that's fucking cool as hell yeah what if um the reason they're like always monitoring him is because uh if 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 he has an episode of sleep paralysis and no one sees it no one sees him having it then that's how the demon can escape that's why he's constantly being monitored that's why he's being watched that's why um you know like there could be a good scene of him at work or something like that where he like dozes off and is his teammate like or one of his coworkers, like almost concerned like goes up and wakes him up like whoa you you, you can't do that you're you're gonna get yeah. your pay docked or something like that but and he's like oh shit i don't want my pay docked but in actuality it's them being like whoa okay hold on like if 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 he passes out, no one's to monitor him right now. We're, we're we'll be fucked. 
Yeah. Maybe uh, there's some cool, like, like when he is like kind of, kind of getting hip to the idea that something's happening with his sleep. Maybe there's some like resistance in terms of like, oh, hey man, here, I got you a coffee. Here you go. Like people are like, like he's a little suspicious at this point that people are trying to keep him awake during the day. Um, Although I guess, um, I guess my idea of uh, the, the demon doesn't come if people are watching him doesn't really work because if he fell asleep at work it wouldn't matter people wouldn't need to wake him up right so well, maybe what it if... would have to be some some other thing and, and i don't even think a lot of this stuff would need to be explained necessarily in the movie i think it just like it's good to yeah. come up with like a foundation on how this works i think yeah no. I, I agree yeah um wait was Stuart, what are you gonna say i was gonna say one i mean this is going far, so if it's not if if it doesn't work, then totally cool. But I mean, one way you could do it so that it's not so like odd as far as them like monitoring them since like a young age is you could have it where like and once again, this is like this world's rules, not just like uh, every version of this or whatever. But say if he was. Like this facility where we're going to assume like like probably like you'd think would have at one point maybe tried to perform not necessarily a religious, but some sort of like exorcism type practice. Right. Medical exorcism or like a medical exorcism, however you want to word it. But what if it was like that, that it was the kid's mom who was originally at this facility and she was like pregnant or some shit. And then instead of expelling the demon, they actually expelled it into her child. And then uh, him going into sleep paralysis, cool and then like him going into sleep paralysis, could be the demon trying to like use him as a vessel to escape. There's rules yeah, and stuff like, you have I, to make yeah. for it, but that would make sense as to why it would it would help with him being there since like since a child he was like a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would work. I I, I imagine a lot of that stuff. We I mean we wouldn't show that at all, but like right, we, right, yeah. Find a way to convey that in a way that doesn't seem too, too out there. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of um, of him, like, the way that this demon gets out is that he allows the demon into, like, he, he gives the demon permission. Yeah, come out. Let's, let's, let's cause some problems for humanity or whatever. Because then it comes, there's that, like, moral, like, maybe he finds out what's going on and he kind of goes, oh, like, do I want to keep living this fake life just so, like, for whatever reason this demon comes out, it's going to cause problems or whatever. Like, do I want to keep doing it or do I want to, like, be like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. Fuck everyone who's lied to me my whole life. I'm going to sleep and I'm reaching my hand out and saying, hey, demon, let's go. Yeah, I like it. I, I I think this might be the route. We kind of got the best of both worlds here, right? <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got him being monitored by some like fake facility, and then we've got a a demon in it too. So my two favorite things. Boom. Yep, <laughs> facilities um, and demons. I also I also had a a scene idea that I'm just gonna write down here um, because it's just something that popped in my head of like 
we were talking about like maybe i mean there are hints of his past like hints of his like maybe childhood school or classes like maybe he has a dream of his classroom when he was a kid and then later in the movie he actually goes all right okay maybe we're getting a little too i'm gonna write this write that down maybe he actually visits the classroom and realizes oh this was all fake um, but mm. that is that is then expanding a bit more than we wanted to. Uh, two other locations, I mean. Um, so I'm just going to write that down. Maybe we can do a version of that that doesn't necessarily require Noth- us to like rent an underground facility. We can we can <laughs> we can adapt. Yeah, yeah. I just I just I was like, uh, oh, maybe he gets on the train and then he he does and there's like demons flying through and it's like, oh no, no. This is yeah. turning into a bigger thing than we wanted it to be. I, I, I yeah, I think uh He finds a the light machine gun and he at the very least or at the at the most I guess we should try to keep this mostly throughout this sort of apartment complex and if there are other scenes outside of that you'd want to have like no dialogue keep it very simple you know like yeah like if we need a scene of him going to the grocery store or something like that like just a couple shots to convey that he went to the grocery store and that's it you know no dialogue yeah. or anything i like i like the idea of just like not showing anything outside the building but like here he is walking down the hallway towards door with groceries. Yeah, I think I think implying it would be better, you know, him coming yeah, back yeah. with groceries. The only thing is, is you you'd have you definitely have to explain. Maybe you don't have to explain too much, but I feel like you at least owe it to the audience a little bit to be like, uh, oh, he got these groceries next door. Or I don't know, you know, like I feel like there has to be some hint that he went to a grocery store, and maybe later you can find out that like, okay, that. That it's all staged, you know? Yeah. He, Whole Foods, it's Amazon that's watching him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end, he just meets a man in shadow, but he's obviously got a bald head. Yep. The the bees. And he and he's um, been, he's had way too much TRT. <laughs> it's a muscly bald head with veins popping out. Yeah. Oh man. Boy, do yeah, I got I love an this idea, idea for you. I really love this idea. I dig it, yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, ne- then next week, I think we should actually, like, create our character, right? Now that we know yep. what he's come from and where he's going. I think, I think, yeah, I think we should spend more time on creating the character. And, yeah, we should definitely oh, yeah. do it next week. Awesome. I love it. Uh then we will call it uh we will cap it off on our script talk there boys did you, did you guys watch the oscars speaking of award-winning material <laughs> i've i only saw the last i want to say either uh, probably say the last quarter of it so four hours <laughs> yeah um no i'm trying yeah. to think i went in I don't remember. I want to. I want to say it was for screenplay, but who knows? I, I was towards the end. I, I wasn't like right, that right. far off towards the end. I just. I didn't I, really have an interest. I just was like, eh. I saw all of it because I went to a friend's house. They did like a little watch thing, so I watched all of it. Uh, I don't know. Same. I don't really care. I mean, I. I, I think the one thing I do. I, I really wish Banshees of Inisherin won Best Original Screenplay because. 
I thought that screenplay was so good and I feel like it deserves something because um, that movie was great. But I also enjoyed seeing um, everything ever all at once kind of sweep, especially um, Kihu Kwan uh, winning was great to see and Michelle Yeoh winning was great to see. Brendan Fraser, of course, winning was great to see. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't care all that much. It, I, the, the Oscars are always kind of dumb, but I'm I'm happy that Everything everywhere all at once swept because um it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I um th- there I've got a few positives to mention, but yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that I think the biggest surprise for me was uh no tar and no banshees awards at all. Well that yeah, was well, I texted um, Matt because I was like and it was I think it was after the show at that point, but I was just like, Jesus Christ, like Banshee's got fucking nothing. Like I know it pissed me it off. It was shocking. I was like, God damn. I'm um, I'm surprised. And like I, I'm I'm obviously super happy Brendan Fraser won, but I also think Colin Farrell made a great case for um Oh yeah getting oh. best actor. Yeah. And I think I haven't seen the whale, but like considering no one really liked the whale apart from Brendan Fraser, I think means that like, you know, that Brendan Fraser did an incredible job, but like I feel like Panchies deserve something considering how I, yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. Just, I, I, I honestly think incredible. Brendan Fraser I, have won that. I, Even though I haven't seen the movie, I just love Brendan Fraser so much. And you know, he yeah, kind of got the uh, short end of a stick so I mean, many times. Yeah. And seeing him up there crying, I was, you know, shedding a tear. I, I, yeah. I think the thing with me with Brendan Fraser, I mean, if it wasn't Brendan, I would have totally wanted Colin Farrell to get it. But Same with Brendan Fraser. Like, I haven't seen all the other movies, but like my God, like that, like, like, like no pun intended, but the entire weight of that movie is on his shoulders. Like, yeah, he just, you know, he's he is incredible in it, and I and I think the movie itself is is really good. I I don't think it's a bad movie, but um, I the thing with Banshees was just like phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but I also was thinking like. Man, maybe maybe the big thing for it will be that it gets best picture and like it would be one of those sleeper picks. Oh, yeah. And I would have that, loved the only that. award it wins or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I, that did not um, happen because I did because I did. If I had to like pick between that and everything everywhere all at once, which I loved, I'd probably pick Banshees for my favorite movie out of the two. But right. I did love everything everywhere all at once. So I'm like, I'm happy at one. But yeah, I'm just like bummed that nobody, like Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell, Carrie Condon, like no one Barry won anything. Keoghan. Yeah, Barry Keoghan yeah. was great. Like Which, nobody won. I mean, like, I, I I was talking to you. I was like, I would have loved to have seen Barry Keoghan win, but also I would have I wanted Kihoi Kwan to win as well. Well, no, I, I I'm if, happy if that anyone. He won. Well, no, let me finish what I was saying. <laughs> Uh, I I I would have wanted him to win as well, and Brendan Gleeson, and it's like, man, there were just, the fucking awards were so fucking stacked this year that yes. it was like, I wanted Colin Farrell to win Best Actor, but I also would have been sad if Brendan Fraser didn't win. It, so it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm both happy and bummed out at pretty much every award. Well, um. The other and the thing, big thing for me oh, was sorry. that I, I would have loved to have seen Todd Field win directing for Tar, and then I was going to say Martin Mc- Steven Spielberg. I thought was going to win director for 
Fablemans. That dude hasn't yeah. won an Academy Award since 1999. Yeah, it's Steven, pretty wild. Steven Spielberg has not yeah. won in an Academy Award since 1999. Fablemans by so many people is considered like, you know, his best movie since forever. And like, once again, I figured they'd give him throw something. something at him considering, you know, how, how much uh, everything ever all at once swept. I, I like, I don't know. I, I think if they gave, if, if they gave Steven Spielberg best director and Banshees of Inishiran, uh, best original screenplay, we'd still be having the same conversation about how uh, Banshees of Inishirin, or I mean, uh, everything ever all at once swept. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they'd also get recognized for it, which, you know, I, I don't know. I, th- I think the thing with it, with like most of them, like I understand, like uh, I-, I wouldn't have picked uh, Barry Keegan over Kihu Kwan just because everything, everything all at once, he is such a fucking pivotal, like, part that's throughout like the whole movie where you know Barry Keoghan's kind of I mean he's in the movie a good amount but not nearly I, to the I extent think, I think Barry Keoghan is the emotional core of that movie and no it, no no it all he's, hinges a, he's, on him. he's a big part of it but I'm just saying you definitely got there was more of a performance from Kihu Kwan in everything ever well, at once but also I'm not saying Kihu Kwan was bad I'm I said like every award there was someone I wanted to, there was, there was multiple people I wanted to win. Right. Which meant there was multiple people I didn't want to lose. Yeah. Um, I think the only one where I kind of go, that's, I, I mean, I wasn't shocked because once again, she's a great actress, but like, I feel like both Carrie Condon and Stephanie Hugh gave a bit more than Jamie Lee Curtis for uh, acting in both of those roles. I'm, I'm kind of with I, you. I, I didn't. I didn't. I, think, I, I wanted. I, I, I think. I think Jamie win. Lee Curtis is great in everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm a big fan of Jamie Lee Curtis. I just. I like. I didn't come out of that movie though, going like, "My God, Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing." I was like, "No, nah, dude." Like, Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hu, uh, you know, uh, Kihu Kwan. Like, they all stood out. Like, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is really good in it, but. And like Carrie Codon and fucking Banshees, I got like choked up with her a few times in that movie. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, she was definitely I, my pick for that as well. I think would would have been Carrie Condon, which is, uh, I, I like I was blown away at how good she was because I, I know you guys haven't seen Better Call Saul yet, but she plays uh, Katie Ehrmantraut. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Michael Michael Ehrm- Mike Ehrmantraut's daughter, and she is not good in that. <laughs> Oh really? She's uh, not good. I I cannot stand her. Every time she shows up in a scene, she just kind of whines, and all of her lines are so predictable. Like I will literally, she'll show up on screen, and I'll be like, she's gonna say, "Pa, where you been?" And she'll say that. <laughs> um, and like when I first saw, because I watched Banshees of Inisherin again this weekend um, before the Oscars, and it didn't click until then, because I was like, "Oh my god!" But I think she's incredible in Banshees of Inisherin. I think she would have. She should have won. And I also agree with you too, Stuart. I think um, Stephanie, what is it? Hisu? I think it's Hisu. Hisu. I don't Shoe. know. I, I'm sure I'm. Shoe. I don't mean I to mispronounce it. Shoe. I apologize. I thought she was better than. Stephanie um, Shu. Uh, I thought she was better than Jamie Lee Curtis as well. Like I would have given it to her over Jamie Lee if it was up to me. Kara Condon was the robot voice in Spider-Man. Uh, I what? believe you. Or not the robot voice Friday? Who the fuck is Friday? Don't know. In what? 
in Age of Ultron, Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Avengers Endgame, oh, Avengers oh, Infinity War. The the replacement. Is, is it? I think I'm assuming it's the replacement voice after Vision leaves. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because I know it was wow. G- for Spider-Man's outfit. It was Jennifer Conley. Um, yeah. Okay. And she's yeah. the she's the Iron Man voice. That's cool. I did not know that. Uh, oh, she's in Ray Donovan too. Oh, only four episodes or nine episodes. But anyway, yeah, I, I loved her. I thought I I I think about Banshees all the time. Um, it's but phenomenal move. I, I would have loved just a original screenplay at the very least. Um, but yeah, I, I, oh, you know what? Okay. The one positive thing, well, not the one, but like one of the most positive things that I really liked about the show and I wish they would do more of because I feel like, um, it feels, it doesn't feel like a very well done celebration of film most of the time. Um, like I think of when they were presenting the editing award and there were the two different editors in the background. One was at this big computer and one was like, there was, there were these two people just sitting back there, uh, at the old editing, uh, machine and then the new one. But I loved when Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors presented and he was like talking about how like specific, they, they were presenting cinematography and he was talking about how Spike Lee's cinematographer filmed parts of Malcolm X and how um, they had to build a contraption for Citizen Kane to bring the camera underneath the floor to film this shot. And they actually showed what that shot looked like because of the weird elevating stage they had at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a fucking phenomenal. Like, I was like, okay, that's how they should present every award where they actually like show what cinematography is some actual appreciation as opposed to, of what they're giving an award to yeah because i feel like they could have done that with editing instead of uh which i was surprised elvis didn't win because elvis is is like the typical movie that wins editing because uh, i think we've talked about this before but jake jake and i have said um about bohemian rhapsody that it's not winning best acting it's winning most or sorry not winning best editing it's winning most editing um and elvis is full of that where it's it's like a lot of like um i think they even showed it when they announced elvis as a nominee but it's like him on stage spreading his arms and his costume changes a bunch and like that's the kind of thing you you usually see that uh award presented to anyway what i'm saying is is i thought that was an awesome segment for michael b jordan and jonathan majors to present best cinematography i'd love them to to do more like that um yeah that's oh and hugh grant was hilarious in the pre-show i saw that video that did make me laugh i saw people saying he was being a dick i was like i don't think he was being a dick i just think he was just like what like chill (laughs) and whatever with it all he was being (laughs) hugh grant he was being yeah they didn't they didn't like how to handle it because I, I, what I'm guessing is someone just wrote questions for um, that lady to ask him, and she didn't know Hugh Grant. And they were like, oh, you were in uh, IMDb <laughs> says... Glass Onion. Glass <laughs> for, Onion. For and he's... Yeah, it, it would be like, oh, man, you're the star of Glass Onion, Ethan Hawke. Uh, what do you... And it's like... Right. <laughs> you obviously don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So he 
he didn't play along for the rest of the interview. It was he awesome. Did not. No, that was funny. I, I think, I mean, you know, Matt, I even told you my opinion on the Oscars as a whole when it was done. Like, I just, I would rather it not even be an award show and it more just be an event to celebrate the films of the year instead of which one's better. I, I would be very much more interested in watching it if it was just like, hey, we want to like just bring notice to all these incredible films. And in, in a way, sure, they bring notice to these movies, but it always just becomes this like major comparison game when I think it should just be like everyone brings something to the table and like, look just how much film does do in the world. I don't know. Yeah. People, people wouldn't watch it then. I feel like you get I so would. much engagement and like, uh, you know, people going nuts when there's like stakes involved, I guess. Like I agree yeah. with you. I'd prefer that too, but I just, I, a I, casual the person, cynic in I guess me maybe is like, is like no care. way that's not happening. Yeah, oh, I know it would so never happen. Like, I just, I think that would be the way to This movie is nominated it. for five Oscars and uh, get ready, support the movie because in, in two weeks we're going to find out how many Oscars this movie wins. And what was it, yeah, Matt? It, was it The Boss Baby is an Oscar winner? There was some, the Boss Baby there was some animated movie that you, me, you and I, because we were going over the winners. Oh, yeah. You and I always, we, and we were just <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, we were just like, oh, that movie's an Oscar film. <laughs> Like, I can't remember Boss which baby. one specifically, but there was some animated movie that got an Oscar and Matt and I it's were just nominated. Yeah. I mean, even that you could be like, it's an Oscar and an Oscar nominated film. Which one won that year? Uh, uh, I'm know. not going to look through this. I don't know. I just remember there was one that did win that you and I laughed about. Yeah, there, there are a lot of uh, funny Oscar winners over the years. And like, that's kind of the thing is that. We look back at like uh, 1977 and be like, oh, Network beat Taxi Driver. That's hilarious because who the fuck has watched Network? And Well, Network's a great movie, but like you look back at history and you go, oh, like the movies that really stood the test of time, they didn't win Oscars. They, sometimes they weren't even nominated. Well, well, I, mean, I mean, then you have I mean, there's even movies like like with like The Shining that were not even critically liked. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There's, there's, and that yeah, is like considered one of the best movies ever yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. It happens every year. I mean, Nope didn't get a single nomination. Right? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that was um, bullshit, too. I mean, horror, which, was, which in, was wild to me. Widespread uh, and, horror and gets you, fucked. Yeah. And like, I mean, people are talking about, uh, uh, God, Jordan, Jordan Peele's <laughs> movies um still and they're not talking about whatever won the oscar the year get out came out like i, I don't know what that was maybe uh, people are talking about it because i don't know what it is but but you know like that's that's kind of the thing about the oscars is just like i i think everything everywhere all at once is going to be a movie that people will continue to talk about because that came out beginning of the year and people are still like still obsessed with it but like you know, you, you look at these Oscar winners and it's like, yeah, like you're saying, man, it's just like, I'm cool at that one. But, you know, people, Taxi Driver was way more influential, you know? Right. I could say this. Uh, the Shape of Water won that year. That's a good movie. Exactly. You know, I, I, I mean, agree, though. Shape it, of Water an example. was a good movie, but like Who talks uh, people about are way it? more. Yeah, people, people, I haven't heard anyone mention that, but I still see people always talking about Jordan Peele and his movies and even Get Out to some extent, you know? Like, I, I would bet money that more people are still talking about Get Out than Shape of Water. 
I will. And I, I would also say, call me by your name if Army Hammer didn't torpedo everything associated with the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I still like Man right. from Dunkirk, Uncle. Was that Man from two? Uncle, I give up. That's a, that's an entertaining movie. But he's a he's a he's a Russian in that movie, right? Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I mean, my big horror snub for this year, I, I, I was upset Mia Goth didn't get nominated. I 100% yeah, think she I mean, should have been up there. I think that's bullshit. Yeah. It was like Tony Collette for Hereditary, Florence Pugh for fucking Midsummer. I like, there's all these incredible. Lupita Nyongo. Yeah, Lupita Nyongo for us, she is the best part of that movie and absolutely should have been nominated. Like I, that is like horror just gets the shaft, and it's a bummer. Like that's why. Like like like, isn't it crazy to think that both like The Witch and The Lighthouse, in like The Northman, just got like zero, like anything for Oscars. Yeah, is that I not kind of crazy? I think it's crazy. I mean, I think I, it's crazy, but unsurprising. Yeah. Oh no, it's unsurprising because yeah, of how like the, like things go. And I mean, Northman doesn't fall into the horror category, but I'm just like, you see some of these movies that have been really out there. Even I'm. I mean, I'll, I said it a little bit last week, but I am just shocked how like like just on a filmmaking level, how Babylon was just completely just like thrown to the side. Oh yeah, that was. I was surprised that didn't get much like, either. When you watch that movie, they're like the soundtrack, cinematography, like everything in that movie is so well done. And I mean, you know, it was it, it, what was it? It was nominated for, I think, uh, <clears throat> sc- score soundtrack, which I it 100% deserved to be nominated. I think it should have won. Um, but what else was there? I don't, I don't even remember what else it was nominated for. Not much. Anyway, yes, let's let's end it here. It's been a good episode. We had some great ideas. We're going to get into script writing some more in the future. Boys, is there anything else you'd like to say right before we leave? No. Okay. I'm, I'm happy, You Michelle. can reach us at thenuclearfridge at gmail.com or on our Discord. The link is on our Twitter or podcast description. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Nuclear Fridge. We hope you have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time with a cold one.